Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules of the Dream Factory are very simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where its creator will be awarded a CBE despite massive mismanagement of the company's funds leading to people's financial ruin. I'm Joel, a man who puts the letter in a letterbox, and across from me is John Harris, a man who still handwrites all of his correspondence by quill and sends it through the good old-fashioned snail mail hey john hello mate cbe crab of the british order it's for the best the best and brightest crabs of the of the british empire yeah it's uh it's for our finest crabs i, don't, I genuinely you know, don't know it, but it, the thing is it's but it's broad church right so it can be crabs that have sort of excelled in sport it can be crabs that have done a lot of good for charity but it can also be sort of entrepreneurial business crabs who have made lots of money that, that's you know when when they go and collect their cbe you, you know it could be for all manner of um disciplines MBE is member of the British Empire, which I would have thought applies that's to for everyone. The best, that's for the best willies. That's for the best <laughs> willies in the British Empire. They, as you know, uh, people, international listeners might not know this, but as part of the census, every British man has to take a photo of their willy and send it to the king. And he awards member of the British Empire to the, to the finest members across the land. And again, that can be members that have exceeded in sport, have done lots of good charity work or for their entrepreneurial spirit. So it's a broad church when you take your member to be awarded by the king and he taps it on either side with a sword and he says, arise, and uh, you maintain a stiff erection while he hangs a medal around your member of the British Empire. Joe, I've told you those emails are spam and you've got to stop sending the photos. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? Imagine. But I, I, put it, I dress it up, I put it in one of those little royal guard hats. <laughs> You thought that a Nigerian prince was asking whether you wanted to be a member of the British Empire. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got, <laughs> we need to get this recording over with because I've got to speak to my lawyers. Let's do some film ideas. How about this one from Tony? Flushed away, man. A Geordie <laughs> rat gets flushed away from his posh Newcastle life and has to live in the sewer system. Brackets, this has to be read out in a Geordie accent. Tony, you're very welcome. I read it out in a perfect Geordie accent. So it's the film Flushed Away, but the characters are from Newcastle. Do you remember Flushed Away? Newcastle. Jesmond, apparently. That's that's what comes up on Google. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Jasmine. I thought I thought then you were saying that Jasmine was a character in the film Flushed Away. He could be the lead character. Um, I remember Flushed Away. I think I went. I think maybe I was taken to see Flushed Away at the cinema. And I think at the time, thinking I was a bit too old for this kind of film. Now, you know, it was me and my younger sister, and I remember thinking, um, I should be watching cool movies because I think I was probably fourteen or fifteen. But I, I know that in it's had a bit. It's got a bit of a had a resurgence in recent years, right? There's people that really love it, but maybe that's just because there's younger people on the internet now who watched it when they were ten. I think uh, the main reaction at the time was like it was a bit sad that Ardman was doing a CG film rather than a sort of claymation film, even though they pretended to make it look claymation anyway. Yes. Hugh Jackman? Okay. Hugh Jackman is the main Hugh guy? Hugh Jackman, What's Kate his... Winslet, Ian McKellen, Crikey. Bill Nye, Andy yeah. Serkis, Miriam Margulies, David Sushi, and Shane Ritchie. What a cast! It's David Sushi, not Sushi, I think. I said Sushi, diff- didn't I? I think you Did said I say David Sushi. <laughs> well, look, I will hear back on the recording whether you said Sushi. I might, I might have sushi. changed. I might have changed my my Dream Factory idea for today. <laughs> David Sushi. Um, that is an amazing cast. There's almost something I didn't know that you could have Ian McKellen and Bill Nye in the same thing. Oh, is that the I only mean? film they've done together? They 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 sort of. There's something. Can you just search? Here's the thing. Can you just search two actors' names? And Can you search two actors' names? Yes, that is allowed. John. Can you? Yeah, I've yeah. only ever put in one actor's name at a time into Google. I never knew what would happen. John, yep. I'm going to blow your mind. They've been in two movies together. <gasps> 2006 is flushed away. This was a, a busy period for Ian McKellen and Bill Nye. And they were also in 2005's Dougal movie, which wow. was based on the, the character from the Magic Roundabout. <laughs> That is God. The British that animation studios were wow. On, on and then on. they and then in 2006 they declared because of the critical panning of both films they said we will never ever work <laughs> together again. And they haven't spoken since Bill Nye or Ian McKellen. It's really sad. They're simply too powerful. Well, the sad thing is the fact that they worked on two films together. Those sort of British animated films means that they probably still haven't been in the same room as one another, except for at oh, yeah, various so BAFTAs. They've obviously been at various BAFTAs, but they won't be seated at the same table. I saw a picture. I saw a picture yesterday at the Golden Globes of Mark Hamill and Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah, and he said it's the first time they'd ever met, and that seems crazy to me. I yeah, thought Hollywood really was like a big, like a sort of big hangar where they all just sort of, you know, stood at night, hang out the whole time. Yeah, yeah. but evidently not. That was the first. Yeah, Mark Hamill and Portman meeting. I wonder how does Natalie Portman like to think about those prequels? I think she's she's outside of that world enough that she. I know that there's that also there's that famous story where Taika Waititi was on Thor 2 talking to Natalie Portman and she was like, what are you doing next? And he's like, oh, I'm writing a Star Wars film. Have you ever thought about being in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> she was like, yes, I was in three of them. <laughs> and um, we all hate Taika now, I, I believe. Yeah, apparently rules. so. Sorry, guys. Is that, what do you think that is? Is it just like a tiredness of the Taika humour? Yeah, I think, I think he's... Uh, He's an he's an acquired taste. I I am acquired to that taste, but I appreciate mm. it. It can be a lot. Maybe he's an indosis Have, guy. You know, you've got everyone's got a friend who's an indosis guy. He's great indosis. Oh right, <laughs> in small doses. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, an indosis guy. When you're indosis guy, you know when they're just sort of doing their own independent creative projects, it's great. But then when they take a fat check, maybe there's that's where the conflict arises. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm I, sick of people getting rich, Joel. I hate it. It's so annoying. I haven't seen I haven't seen his latest film, Next Girl Wins, because I've heard it's not great. Of course, because you're a football man, you you would have been there first night otherwise. 
I uh, I would have been. I was interested in it as well because I am a tiger. I've uh, have been known to have the acquired tiger taste in the past, and but I've read quite a few bad reviews of it. And also, it's one of those where there is already a f- like a fucking brilliant documentary yeah. about it. So yeah. you, why would you not watch that? You know. Yeah, I'm sort of of that mind. I get I get that it's sort of like you know, as referenced in your introduction, sometimes the sort of turning stuff into drama brings it to the masses in a way that it wouldn't otherwise but yeah there is a part of me that thinks it's a bit like someone's like oh this podcast episode is amazing they should turn it into a documentary and you're like well it is a it is a documentary yeah it's just, yeah, yeah it's just yeah. an audio one yeah that's, that's yeah, yeah i know anyway. it doesn't have to be the gateway towards the thing yeah anyway that's flushed away man john have you got a film idea for me <laughs> what about this one from oscar rebel moo it's so as a cow striking out against the dairy farmer kind of animal farm vibes is that what we're saying i haven't you've you've watched rebel moon because no, famously you adore zach snyder no you watched all of rebel moon and you loved it and you think it's the film of 2024 you've said stop releasing films because we already have a winner this year it's rebel moon part one except for rebel moon part two which you're confident will be as good if not better isn't that right yeah rebel moon was the greatest film ever made and i'm confident that rebel moon 2 will be twice as good as it be yeah two times as good as the greatest film ever made i i reckon it'll probably be twice as long (laughs) and then you've said the director's cut will be the greatest piece of media ever released yeah exactly greatest film and then greatest thing ever will be the director's greatest thing that's ever existed yeah rebel moon so can you can you can you give me a synopsis of the four minutes of rebel moon that you saw and we'll try and figure out how that how it could be about a cow instead so well there was farming it was like there was a farming planet they were doing okay. farming and there was a lady who's sophia batella and there was a man who was an actor i recognized i think Zack snyder has a lot of these you you watch his stuff and you're like i know that guy but i'm not sure where from and so he mm. was one of those guys and it seemed that like some sort of space Nazis turned up on the farm planet and Ed Skrine was the main space Nazi. And that's about as far as I got. And that's where you turned it off. Okay. Because I hate so the- Nazis of all kind, Joel. I can't, even in fiction, I can't handle it. Every every time you open your Netflix now, is it teasing you with a continue watching? And the, because it, sa- it says continue <laughs> watching, right? And it shows you that how much of the red bar. And it's like, you can barely even, it's barely perceptible how long. I wonder if... There must be a point at which Netflix doesn't give you... If you watch a second of a program, surely when you open Netflix the next time, it doesn't say continue watching. Well, that's a good but question. there's some. But can I actually... Here's a beef I've got with Netflix. There's something I've watched, and I've seen it to the end, and it's always in my continue watching. I don't know, maybe I turned off the credits. It's been driving me mad for years. I can't remember what it is now, but I, it's always there. I bet you there's like a post credit sting, and that counts as you not finishing it. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll go back and complete... I would say that Netflix definitely count the four minutes I watched as having seen Rebel Moon. When, they, when they're doing their yeah, stats absolutely. about how it's the greatest yeah. film ever made, I'm absolutely counted within the viewers of that film. Well, interestingly, because Netflix is obviously a, real, a bit of a closed shop in terms of statistics, but they, they've started releasing some. I think they claim due to like demand from the outside world. But the, st- the stats they make public sort of make no sense <laughs> to anyone that's interested in like, like you know, like, so a big event happens the next day it'll be like 21 million people watched the eastenders christmas special four million people watched it on iplayer Bam. Yeah. i understand that those are people in the uk that have watched eastenders on bbc one netflix is like yeah we're gonna start you know similar to the tv ratings we're gonna start putting stats out here's a massive <laughs> google doc of every single show on netflix 
And in no particular, and the way that we've ranked them is by the number of minutes yeah. watched of this 40 show. Forty billion like, hours. I, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't mean a fucking <laughs> thing to me. Like, how many? You have access to more data than we can imagine. You know exactly how many people that is. You know how old they are. You know their gender. You know where they are. None, none of that's going to be released. It makes no sense because it ranks shows by minutes consumed, but shows are of different lengths. So what use is that? Like. If you are the show I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, a lot of your episodes are 15 minutes long. So how can you make a comparison with like one of their dramas where episodes are an hour? It, like a completely meaningless spreadsheet of numbers. It drives me, it drove me completely insane. I was really interested that they might have, there might be some data that you could, I just want to know like what, what are the popular shows on Netflix? How many people are watching them? And it's just fascinating to me that they no one knows. It all feels like so cloak and dagger. That like is it is it a case that the numbers are actually really small and what we think of as a hit show on Netflix isn't a big deal? I don't know. I'm just I, curious. Well, I think part of the issue is and I assume like when you're watching terrestrial TV, it's done via like diaries, right? So um mm-hmm. the thing with Netflix is they don't know if four people are sat in that room or one, but no one knows that. So I don't know why they can't just sort of use the same metrics that other yeah. people are. Anyway, uh, Rebel Moot, the thing I was going to say is, do you remember that film Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, that came out when we were like, yeah. <laughs> do you remember it? I'm glad I'm glad you're talking about this, actually. Yeah, I've been wanting to bring up Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Really. So, yeah, I don't think I saw it, but I remember reason, it, yeah. The reason, the reason it's bringing to mind is because it there is a f- sequence where he has a fight with a cow, right? They, there's a kung fu sequence between the lead character and a cow. And so in my head, I was thinking a rebel moo, that's like a fighting cow. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, then it made me remember, it's this weird comedy film where they got an actual kung fu movie that actually existed in the past and they basically green screened some American guy on as the main character and then just faked all, <laughs> faked all the subtitles of what all the other characters are saying and stuff. Okay. It's nuts. Yeah, it uses footage from the 1976 Hong Kong martial arts film Tiger and Crane Fists, along with new footage. Yeah, I don't think that was... I'm not sure that would be allowed nowadays. What old film could you and I buy, John, and insert ourselves into? Oh, good question. In Another Life, we we did a podcast about um, terrible, terrible movies. I reckon some of those would be pretty readily available, like, you know... Jurassic Shark. Land Shark. Jurassic Shark. We could just... I'd love to be... In a in the Jurassic Shark remaster, you you have his Facebook, right? The director. We could probably ask for that. <clears throat> yeah, I have his Facebook. I interviewed him um, for a live show that we did. It, it was one of the more awkward interviews that I've ever done. And also, famously, there was a um, we we talked about a movie, Dracula Three Thousand, that starred Crispin Glover's dad, <laughs> who uh, still wishes me a happy birthday every year on Facebook. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, 
all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, what about this one from Nathan? Law and Order of the Joaquin Phoenix. Now, the interesting thing... Wow. The, the There's three things happening there. Yeah. And I'm fairly confident, Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm I'm fairly confident he sent me, or he sent Dream Factory on Instagram, Law and Order of the Phoenix, and then deleted that about six hours later. <laughs> to then, uh, as if as if he was workshopping it in his head the whole time. And he's like, there's more. So we, are, you sure this is the final, are you sure this is the final version? Yeah, yeah maybe. Are you sure it's not like Law and Order Abiding Citizen of the Joaquin Phoenix? Nathan, with all the love and respect, for the next couple of weeks, all we want from you is, ex- is continued extensions on that <laughs> film, my dear, please. How, how far could we take it? How far could it go? I, um, yeah, I think, I think there's a few, I think there's a few more we can, we can stick in there. So we're not, we're not dealing with that one yet, Nathan, because look, we know that you're constantly revising <laughs> it. I'd love to know the times at which they were sent, like where you sent the first one at 11 PM and the next one he woke up at 5 AM. Like, Fuck! Fucking Phoenix! I, there's another way in! <laughs> He's um, got the full hey. strings and boards and stuff in his. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I watched, I'll save it till the end. I watched something recently that did a gag with that that i couldn't believe had ever been done before and i thought it was so funny so re- stick around till after the show when i will reveal that <laughs> i like tells to joke. Us a joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about this one from danielle the hateful after eight after his train gets stuck just outside paddington or euston because of some dark i don't know why we've got the options there because of <laughs> a dastardly plastic bag on the overhead cables samuel l jackson has to defend it from hungry londoners trying to hold on to any semblance of christmas by stealing tons of after dinner mint chocolate snacks so samuel l jackson is on a train i'm assuming some sort of cargo train transporting all of the quality street and after eights into london because that's obviously how it happens every year yes um <laughs> Holidays are coming. Holidays uh, are coming. And the and Christmas has been ravaged. The travel has been for people around London has been completely ravaged, and they're unable to get anywhere. They're unable to access supplies, and so they bombard the chocolate train. And Samuel L. Jackson has to defend it single handedly. I love it. Samuel L. Jackson's pretty good. He's 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 advertising Warburtons at the minute. So you know, After Eights isn't too far from there. Do you think they? After H, do you think they've just sort of always sold exactly the same amount every year and they don't do any advertising or anything or really worry about it? Or do you think there's, I reckon there's probably like yearly, there's probably an imperceptible drop in the After Eight sales due to fashions changing and also discount supermarkets offering alternatives. But I think over a 50 year period, there's probably been a massive decrease in the amount of After Eights eaten. But year to year, it's probably like a 0.3%. Your thoughts, John? I just imagine the after eight, like we're in the boardroom. It's the 9th of January or the 10th of January as you listen to this. We're in the boardroom of after eights and they're just coming up with ideas of how to get people to eat them in the summer. How do we make them summery? <laughs> Put them in the freezer. <laughs> well, 
at one point, the guys at After Eight were so cocky that, that you could buy like a portable packet of After Eight. So, like, you know, like mun- in, they're in the shape of munchies. Do you remember oh, those? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. There you go. Exactly. That's, that, we reached a point where they flew too After Eight were so big. They did. They flew too close to the sun. <laughs> they tried to. They tried to make the After Eight a vending machine snack, which is just mad. <laughs> it's perverse. Like, you imagine being at a train station and you're like, oh, God, the, the pumpkin cafe is closed and I've got three hours on this train. I desperately need something from the vending machine. Oh, delicious. They've got some After Eights. Uh, how do you feel about eating seasonal sort of s- s- sweet treats outside of the, the, the remit? Are you okay with it? Yeah, I'm fine with it, but I would say I don't really indulge in it. But, John, thanks to our friends at Capitalism... It's basically impossible to avoid now, right? I could walk into the co-op now and buy a cream egg. Yes. A cream egg available not sound like round? an old man. No, not really. But the Easter stuff, uh, there's a section of my, I'll be honest, small co-op now that's already dedicated to Easter. Where, But there are some essential items I cannot buy from that shop. But oh. you best believe I can go in and buy like nine different versions of a Reese's egg in January. Joe, I have to tell you, M&S played an absolute blinder at Christmas, right? This, I just, hats off to whoever, in the in the boardroom, the meeting when they came up with this, they must have taken the day off because it's brilliant. So for my son, we got him a, he's into Spider-Man and we got him a Spider-Man shaped chocolate. It's shaped like the mask. And then nice. I just, upon, upon opening it, I realized it was just an upside down Easter egg. <laughs> That's, That's good. That's good, isn't it? That is good. But is it leftover chocolate? <laughs> I don't know. Was it? Had it started to get? Had it started to sort of go a bit chalky and white? You know how chocolate does <laughs> yeah. after a while. Yeah, you actually you peeled it off, and there was just a bunny. And then you peeled off the bunny, and then you saw the egg. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. No, and then you G- peeled off cheese. the bunny, and it was last year Spider Man. And then you peeled that off, and it was the Easter before's bunny. And then under that, it was just Colin's face. Um, that is good. Hey, John, would you like to hear a film idea from me? Yes, please. What Wonkonda Forever? It's about Willy Wonka's secret city. He's taken the factory and he's built it into an entire world dedicated to chocolate that no one else can access, called Wonkonda. Is everyone in Wonkonda just like enormous? Made of chocolate. Yeah, and they're made of chocolate. (laughs) Can I eat these people or is that... It's a delicious chocolate euphoria. Well, that's what happens is the people, some people on Earth, the bad guys find out about Wonkonda and they, um, (laughs) they break in and they start eating people. And Wonkonda is ready for battle, and then the bad guys it's just so, sort of... I, is just funny every time you say it, isn't it? It's so satisfying. Wonkonda is ready for battle, but then um, the bad guys uh, just sort of melt melt them. They run it with flame flowers, yeah. <laughs> Wonkonda is, the, is sort of constantly at two or three degrees, and they've lived in peace forever. And then uh, the baddies introduce heat to Wonkonda, and it's carnage. Absolute carnage. Oh, well, that's very sad. I don't know what the resolution is. I think maybe uh, Wonkonda has to work in his lab to develop heat-proof chocolate. Chocolate that can survive a desert. Oh, that's really good. And he rebuilds all his friends. And he and rebuilds then his friends. he kills America. He kills America. Yeah, by making everyone obese. He gives everyone in America heart failure. <laughs> it's a long con. It's like the long, the long game is... So basically, chocolate doesn't exist anywhere in the world. <laughs> Apart from Wonkonda, where they all live in peace. The humans get wind of, wind of Wonkonda, and they go in, and they melt all of the people of Wonkonda and bring chocolate back to planet Earth. But the, the joke's on them, because everyone gets obese and dies, 
and uh, from health-related uh, chocolate consumption. And uh, Wakanda is the only place left on Earth. It's paradise because they don't eat chocolate in Wakanda. They just are chocolate. That that sort of feels like the the, the dodo story in some ways, doesn't it? Where they were so friendly and delicious that yeah. they wiped they they were we wiped to extinction. <laughs> Yeah. We're bad. Uh, what about this one from me? Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. We follow David Icke's mission to prove the royal family are all big old lizards. Perfect. Great. Did, didn't even need to change the title. No, good. That's really good. Well done. Would he, is he, so we're on his side. Is he kind of anti-hero vibes or is it just all in, we believe in Ike now? What happens is it follows it and you, you're not sure, right? You're, it's, it's an amazing series. You get to episode eight, you're still not sure. We're following him. He's the main character but we don't know. And then depending on what household you're in, we, you play an episode where it says that the royal family are lizards and he was the hero all <laughs> along. Or you get an episode where they weren't lizards and he's a bad guy. Okay, I like it. It's experimental TV, what can I say? It's good stuff, man. Hey, John, that was all really fun. If you had to pick a winner from today's selection of movie pitches, which one would you pick? Uh, I want to pick Nathan's next week's uh, submission where he's extended <laughs> Law and Order of the Joaquin Phoenix, please. Nathan, we can't wait. See you no then. No pressure. Hey, John, well done. That was good. Hey, Joe, well done. That was good. It was really good, wasn't it? John, have you been enjoying anything this last week? Have you watched anything? Have you eaten anything? Have you been anywhere? Have I eaten anything? Ooh, have I? That's a good question. I've definitely eaten stuff. I have not starved myself all week. But what have you enjoyed, importantly? No, right. The thing that I was going to recommend, uh, I've literally listened to about four minutes of, much like Rebel Moon, um, but I know that it's going to be great. Um, today... As we're recording this yesterday, as you're listening, oh, John yeah. Ronson's Things Fell Apart series two launched. So that's my that's my recommendation. It will be good. I don't need to I don't need to have listened yeah. to it to recommend that. So yeah, what about you, Joel? Anything anything good in your life? No, I not a single good thing going on in my life. It's desperately sad. No, I have. What have I done? I've watched some things. I watched. Uh, I obviously I teased everyone in the episode. By saying oh, I was yes. going to reveal a joke from a TV show earlier on, Johnny, you might remember that. I do, um, yeah. I watched the series on iPlayer Boat Story, which mm-hmm. I really, really loved. Um, it's got Daisy Haggard, is that her name? Yep. In it. And the guy who plays Alan Johnson in Peep Show, who I think is called Patterson Joseph. Yes, he is. They're fucking great. Basically, they find a boat full of cocaine on a beach in a town where they live and they decide to take it and sell it because they're both quite down on their luck. And it's them getting involved in all of the rigmarole that would bring it's really really funny it's um it's quite dark and it rips along six episodes limited series really really good really enjoyed it there is a a, a somewhat dim-witted police officer who's on who's on the case and there's a point where he is in his room conduct you know his bedroom and he's conducting his investigations and you see him looking out the window just sort of pondering the clues that he's established so far and then he walks over to uh, his cork board and there is just a photo of a Chinese restaurant where he suspects someone might have eaten and a photo of the police station and then a big A4 page with a question mark on it and just one red string between the three of them and it really, really made me laugh and he just stood there with a cup of coffee just looking at it intently. It was such a good gag. I thought, I just looked at it and thought, uh, when I saw it, I laughed so much. I thought that just looks like a classic gag and I can't remember it ever being done anywhere before. Like it was, you know, like the most, because you obviously, there's reams of like the incredibly overcomplicated red 
string gag that's been done loads and also it having like weird stuff on it that isn't related that gag i've seen loads but i've never seen it just be boiled down to like two (laughs) images that say nothing and a question mark (laughs) really made me laugh so i enjoyed that i watched the horror film talk to me which made me scared and i watched the netflix documentary hell camp about um wilderness camps in america that people were sending their kids to and still do were sending their kids to in the 80s and 90s which are which was a wild ride wait so not too many spoilers because obviously if people want to watch that documentary are are the parents aware of what's going on in these camps or is that what's yeah yeah so it's like parents that have got mischievous or unruly kids want them straightened out you know how i always heard about it in like american telly about the idea of sending people to army camp Hmm. you hear that a lot like it happens in the Sim- it happens in an episode of the simpsons i think one of the brothers in malcolm in the middle is it like an army camp or something similar or maybe he's just in the army anyway this, so this is like wilderness retreats that this guy sets up where very young teens are just sent to like the desert and they walk for hundreds of miles and like have to try and survive for themselves and the parents are paying tens of thousands of dollars without really knowing what's going on at these camps so it was really interesting and okay yeah camp- and that, like a 90 minute romp camp is such a weird thing to brits in the summer holidays we would just sort of go to a local park and you know kick a tree or something that 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 was enough that was enough yeah although i did i got sent to a christian camp once but that's a story for another time there we go selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Tease. Next week, extra long title from Nathan and Joel's uh, Christian camp story. Wow. What a week. All right. Cheers, John. See you next week. Bye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.